This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, happy Monday. Happy public holiday Monday. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Doesn't it feel like we just had one? Yes, you're probably all away. Hopefully this is like a drive home track. Oh, yes, drive home mm. from your little beach getaway at the beach house. Yep, or um, maybe a run by the scenic route, river, beach. Maybe you just go for an extra long walk with your dog. Nice. Where they're with you. Nice. Uh, to the listener who sent us the video of her beautiful border collie out oh, in some... I didn't see it. Yeah, I got it because she sent it to us and, and it was, was like it a one-time only? open. Oh, for fuck's sake, Alex. <laughs> oh, she's such a dick, David. Oh, so thank you. Did that come listener. today? No, it came last week. Oh, Alex! <laughs> David! Totally ignored it after it happened. We've actually got quite a few um, listeners with border collies. Well, are you surprised? So on brand. <laughs> yeah, but people don't normally search like for their beauty content, like based on their dogs. Must love working dogs, don't as well. they? We're sidetracked already. So, how was your week? You have to tell us about the fact that you're brain dead today. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fully. I'm really tired, but I'm like I'm fine. But I'm really tired. Oh. <laughs> Because she did a podcast listener's makeup I did, and I've got another one tomorrow. Oh, do you? Yeah. Guys, this is very cute. It's I feel so left fun. out. Stop hanging out without me. I know, it's so fun. Um, wow, brain. Um, I've just done a lot of work days, and then on all of the days that I've not had my 9 to 5 work day, not that it's ever 9 to 5, mm. I have freelanced, and that's happened two weeks in a row, and then it's happening next week. So yep. then it's like three weeks of zero days off. Yes, but I'm fine. I like it fills my cup, and then it gets to like the drive home, and I'm like, I need to sleep until next week. Yes, I think it's also post COVID. Mm. My body is not used to standing. There is for people that do hairdressers, yep. makeup artists, maybe you even do, teachers. You that develop do this. a strength in your hips and in your pelvis yes. that like keeps you upright. And it's different to working standard retail where you're browsing and walking there mm. is a difference in the way your body feels when you are standing still yeah or like using one arm so you're constantly like leaning yeah. yeah that does things to your body yes. that like don't feel good the next day you need to get a massage or just make brenton give you a massage actually brenton bought me an indoda massage for christmas so when am i going to book it in alex everyone's bloody getting married and i can't book in a massage book in an afternoon massage on a saturday go straight from your Wedding makeup applications mm. into a massage. That would be nice. You'd fall the heck asleep. And they could, like, dissolve all of the gel eyeliner on my hands with the oil. <laughs> It'd be beautiful. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about it yourself. That would be nice. How was your week? It was great. It went rather quickly, I have to say. Mm. And this weekend, I've unintentionally given myself the best week this week because Monday is off. Mm-hmm. And then... Did you take Friday off? I took Friday... Oh, well, I took what? half day on Friday off. Because it's Adrian and my two-year wedding anniversary on Tuesday. Yeah. And originally we were going away and blah, blah, blah. Things happened. And then we booked our anniversary weekend in Dallas with this weekend. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's jump into beauty news. Uh, that's the tea on that. Bit of a slow week, hey? Very slow Thank God. Because, like, we've got so many other things to cover. The first thing we wanted to talk about is very exciting news that Ultraviolet has hit British soil. So cool. Ultraviolet is being stocked at Space and K. Massive, massive move. Also additionally massive Mm. because, speaking for Loz here and 
I might have made this up. Oh, so sorry, Loz, I'm okay, sure. false facts. But I'm pretty sure that when Loz was at Space and K, she had like tried to, or people were trying to potentially stock the Mecca SBF there. Oh, that's Like, I know right. there's a lot of ex-Mecca people that work in Space and Case, so it was on their radar, and, like, Loz would get me to bring her sunscreen to the UK because, you know, they don't have the same regulations or brands or whatever. And so I know that the Mecca SBF would have been on Space and K's radar, mm. and it appears that Ultraviolet pipped them. Perhaps as well because it's a brand rather than, like, a brand that's within a yeah. almost, quote-unquote, competitive retailer. Yes. But... Just interesting. Love that. Uh, next on the beauty news list is happy 10-year anniversary to Estée Lalonde on YouTube. Oh, wow. Did you know? No. Nah. She's also launched a new wellness and self-care brand this week. Oh, wow. I've... <sighs> Where have you been? Um, busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Happy anniversary to Estée Lalonde. She did a really cute YouTube video that literally goes back through her 10 years on YouTube and it collates snippets mm. from all of her years right the way back to her very first ever YouTube video and it's the cutest thing ever. Anyway, she's also launched a uh, what she has called a project, a creative project that she's been working on since the beginning of the pandemic. It's called Mirror Water and it's Ugh. a lifestyle community focused on self-reflection. So we don't really know much so about like, it at this point. It's, it's a bit woo-woo. Yeah. It's a bit witchy and woo-woo, which is a bit yeah. Estee. Yeah. I'm okay for it. And she's got an Instagram account, mirrorwater.earth, and also a website. And I signed up to the newsletter because I'm a nosy bitch and I want to know about it when it launches. Okay. So I'll let you know. Speaking of YouTube videos, Shan XO posted her <gasps> wedding video today. I didn't watch it. I watched it while I was cleaning brushes. And I had to look upwards from my brushes because my tears were dripping onto the oh. brushes. I just can't. Honestly, it could be like... Two sheep getting married, and if there's a <laughs> song that's put on it that's slightly romantic, I'll cry anyway. I'd actually, I'd probably more likely to cry if they're sheep because, like, how wholesome it was. Just <laughs> lovely, it did make me think you're like blubber on your wedding day, which is so interesting because you're so anti romance on your wedding day, but like the sheer lack of romance is going to be enough it's for you. So conflicting because yes. I'm such a cold, hard bitch, and I think it'll make people feel really uncomfortable. I will, I'll be <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll be so uncomfortable because I already don't want people coming to my wedding and like seeing me tell Brenton that I love him, let alone us like sobbing over each other. It's just like so gross. So I'm hoping the adrenaline like stops it. It won't. It'll uh, make it worse. Anyway, I have so uncomfortable. Anyway, it did make me realize like, oh, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't pick a, a videographer mm. because while like 30% of the video, I was like, oh, I love them capturing those candid moments. Do you not feel like videographers sometimes just, like, pan slow-mo what yeah. could have just been a fucking photo? Yep. Like, they're just standing in a in a nice location holding hands, being still in a video. And I'm like, that's just a photo that's moving. Okay, so there are good videographers and there are bad videographers. And I think that good videographers, my favourite thing is when they capture... I don't like... I'm sorry, I'm probably going to offend people here, but I didn't get a videographer on my wedding day mm -hmm. because I'm... Didn't want to spend the money on tight ass. It's That is one thing that I think is... And I understand that there's a lot of work and editing a podcast is fucking long enough. Imagine video. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So the money is absolutely justified. Yes. But it's also potentially not justified in that how much you would watch it or consume it or use it or... And I don't want another random person I don't know there watching me cry. It's too much. Anyway, I was going to say, videos that are just music with pictures, yeah, moving pictures. a slideshow, essentially. That is a slideshow, in my opinion. I yeah. like the ones that integrate, like, 
parts of speeches and yeah. like things that people say and like capture the moments that you're not capturing in photos like movements yeah and things like that anyway speaking of youtube videos raw beauty christy oh, yes. finally uploaded yes. her birth vlog yeah holy shit this is so loosely related to beauty news because she's a beauty content creator so and it's also, fine babies are beautiful mm. some True. Not hers when it was born. Not hers. It was like a hammerhead shark. <laughs> and she admitted it. I've never seen that type of shape. And all I thought when it came out like that was, oh, oh no. her like pelvis and vagina did that to its head. I know. When she said that his little head was so bruised and battered for like days oh. afterwards from being stuck in her birth canal. Not stuck. It was uh, smashing up a tail. Uh, yeah. He couldn't get out. Anyway, that was a wild ride of a vlog. Yeah, it went for approximately 80 minutes, which was a very long time. I went through a raft of emotions. It made me finalise a lot of great decisions about how I would like to give birth. Mm, And also the fact that, yeah, I don't know. It's just so interesting because it was quite detailed. And I I haven't watched a lot of birth vlogs before because I would only bother with someone who I care about. I love birth stories. Oh, do you? So how did you find hers compared to other people's? It sounded nice and realistic, which I liked. Yes, it was very realistic. I also liked... She was like the pain after she got the... Ooh. Something. I can't remember what it's called. The hormone that makes you contract. Yes, like the oxytocin. Yeah. Oxycodone? Pecti... No. (laughs) Pecti... Oh, fuck. Just give up. Anyway... That and she was like, My pain. Pitocin? Yeah, Pitocin. Pitocin. Woohoo! We got that. I was like, Pecate. (laughs) (laughs) Pecan. (laughs) Percussion. (laughs) So, yeah, when she said that her pain of the contractions was like, uh, you know, she was like, it started out as like a a four out of ten or a five out of ten. She was like, I can handle it. It's Mm. it's, like, it's bad, but it's not that bad. And then it got to a ten out of ten, and she was like, I don't know how much longer I can handle this. She did, what did she say, 21 or 26 hours of Mm. 10 out of 10 contractions before she even got the... Epidural. Oh, Pitocin. Yeah. And then they gave her the Pitocin, and she said that the the pain of the contractions went from a 10 out of 10 to a 500 out of 10. That sort of annoys me, though, because I'm like, well, you know what that means. You have to go and rescore all of your other ones, because that's not a 10 out of 10 then, because you've you've never reached 10. So now those ones are a 7 out of 10, and now you've reached 10. Can you imagine how little pain you would find comparative in the rest of your life after that, after you've felt that level of pain? Honestly, me getting an earache right now is like 10 out of 10, because I've had such little pain in my life. Not, I know. Not that I think it's bad, it's just that like I know I haven't experienced a what lot of a pain. What a shock to the system. I'm not prepared. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I'm 100% getting an epidural. Oh, she, well, this is what I liked about that video, and then we'll move on, because this is very long. But she used to be a doula, and she wanted like a natural birth, and she, while she said like she acknowledged all of the options and that things happen... Um, she very much wanted a slightly woo-woo home birth situation. I do love the idea of a home birth in a tub. Same. It's like I either want an epidural in a hospital or I want a home birth in a tub and I actually don't want or accept anything in between. I agree. I feel exactly the same. Yeah. So, and the reason she didn't want the epidural, just to be clear, is mm. that she want, said that she wanted to feel the whole experience. She said she wanted to feel the pain. She wanted to know what it felt like yes. to give birth. And she also was very scared of getting spinal headaches because she's got a headache condition. Anyway, what I liked was hearing someone that wanted a home birth and a very natural birth and a non-medicated birth being like, fuck that epidural 
was great. Yes, it was the best yeah. thing she she said that she ever did. Yes. She got to sleep after. Yes, I think it's the sleep thing because every time I watch anyone do that, I'm pretty sure Sarah's day vlog, vlog was the same, her birth vlog, was that she was just so exhausted that it's like you're never going to have a successful labour if you don't sleep once yeah. at all in 40 hours. Especially so for both of those women who did go through such extensive... <sighs> Labor before they could even, or contraction period before they could even go into proper labor. Yeah. I guess. Well, that is labor till they can start pushing. Yeah. We've got mothers screaming at us right now. Anyway, that was a great video, and you have news. Yeah. For me. Yep. This is possibly the most exciting news that I've ever been preparing myself for, even though I didn't know about it until an hour ago. Yeah. I tried to explain it to Brenton, and he didn't understand. I had to be like, imagine you've been watching a limited edition LeBron James basketball card on eBay for a year and it just came up for a bite now for like $10 under what you'd expect to pay for it. And, you oh. got it. and he was like, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm feeling it. So, uh, you will all know that we think the Nas Primer is slash was the creme de la creme. Eye Primer. Eyeshadow Primer. Eyeshadow Primer. We need to be very specific yeah. here. It has been reformulated and now... It's poo. It lasts under 30 minutes on my eyes. I wouldn't even give it that. Yeah. Now, let me say, before any of you see me using it in my kit and getting angry at me if I do your makeup, it works perfectly fine on most people. Oh, yeah, 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 the NARS. Yes. It does. We have abnormally oily eyelids. Anyway, we have tried the Urban Decay one that we were told to try. We tried random Asian K-beauty ones. I tried another random one last week. I was going to give it to you last week. I've actually been trying it for a we couple of weeks. We tried the Hourglass Veil Eyeshadow Primer. We did. We tried... I, I can't even remember how many we've tried. We tried all the NARS coloured ones. Yes. The tints. In interesting news, the one that I tried from Japan that my dear friend Sophia bought back from me from Japan, I was going to give it to you and then I was like, oh, do we do this as a product of the week? Because no one can travel. I'm like, how are they going to get this random Japan brand? I was walking in Chadston yesterday and I walked past, there's this little Asian beauty shop and the can make or whatever brand is in the front window. So you could definitely buy it at Chadston. Oh, there you go. I'll make you try it and see what you think. Okay. Anyway... I went to Chadston yesterday. I, I don't want to try it now because you're about to tell me about this one. Exactly. I went to Chadston and I was like, I'm going to try the Janessa Myricks Color Eyeshadow Fix Liquid Eyeshadows because both Ash Fenton, who is a fabulous makeup artist who I worked with today and is just my spirit animal, and Elizabeth Makeup Artist, who is also the best, have said they stained the shit out of their skin. Yes. And I was like... Okay, because the best part about the NARS old tinted primer was that, like, when you scooped it out onto the back of your hand to use onto people, it stayed there and it ruined your hand for the rest of the day, like it a did. gel liner would. It turned, your, it turned a little tiny patch on the back of your hand into a little crusty looking white like you, circular. Like you had a white circular scab that didn't really exist. So I went to the Morphe store and I bought them. Also, oh. I didn't quite realise how many other brands outside of Morphe the Morphe stores range. We've been through this once when. We talked about Morphe deranging Jeffree Star, and then we went on their yeah. website and we were like, what? But I thought that that was just the website. I didn't uh. realise that, like, so there's Danessa Myricks, there is like, Coloured Rain, and, like, all of those things that you see on YouTube and think you have to buy internationally, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, Nabla Cosmetics, just, like, a lot of sort of artistry-led or Instagram-y, YouTube-y-led brands. Anyway, these are the Danessa Myricks Colour Fixes. I bought one in Nude 3 and I also bought chocolate with the anticipation of mixing, using Nude 3 probably on other people or as a neutral base because it's basically my skin colour and adding a tiny dot of chocolate in to make it into like a tan shade. I like mm. that I can mix them together. Yeah, it's smart. Anyway, I have been wearing my eyeshadow 
since 7am this morning. There is not a crease. Not a single crease. I don't understand how these work that well because they're very lightweight. They don't feel tacky at all. They feel just like a very lightweight concealer almost. It's so strange. Like a... And you reckon this is life-changing. Are you wearing any eyeshadow or only this? No, I've got... um, uh, hourglass bronzer and a tiny bit of I think I've got a little bit of Urban Decay Riff on as well. Wow. But I I did a I mixed them so it was largely the nude with a tiny bit of warmth in it from the chocolate shade. I will say there's not that many shades and they have a couple of shades called like Latte and things that sound like they would be light browns and they're all pink. Oh weird. Like purpley pink. Even this chocolate is a very purple yes. shade. Yes. Yes. Um, and then they had one that was called, like, Exposed or something, which I thought would be a nice kind of neutral uh, brown similar to the Sand Dune from Bobby Brown that I use all the time. It's actually much more of a grey-brown. I put the nude down on my hand and then I put the chocolate on top and the chocolate is really, 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 really stuck to the patch where I put the nude down. Oh, that's nice. So you can lay them. Yeah, uh, it's... You can lay them, but you're going to end up with a patch. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a situation where that it kind of doesn't come off with soap. Oh, fuck. You could have told me that before I put it all over the back of my hand. No. It looks like you've got a port wine stain. Yeah. It looks like a giant bruise from an IV. True. <laughs> have experienced them before. But, yeah, it's like the nude's very good for my skin tone. You almost can't see it on my hand, which is great. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to say about this was the batch manufacturing date and the expiry date were listed on the box. Mm-hmm. which you don't often see. And I don't know if it's just because other brands don't list this, yeah. but this product was made in 2019 and it said the expiry was, to, was towards the end of 2022. Is that is that quite old? Do things normally sit there from that are manufactured in 2019 that you don't purchase until 2021? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but other brands, weird, other brands just aren't telling you when they're made. I don't know. Either way, it's got a 12-month mu- shelf life, but like if I'd opened it any later, if I'd opened it, like say, four months later... It may have expired before I got my full 12 months after opening. Well, we may have just found your... I think I found my wedding eye base. This is fantastic. Great news. Great news. Danessa Myricks, everybody. Colour fix. And they were like, I don't know, like $23 or something each? Yeah. So reasonably priced. Yeah. Next, we have a few random things to go through. I want to talk to you about your facial that you had. I want to talk... You ask, want to ask me a question. Then I have a new segment that I would like to introduce. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about our product trial. And then we're going to go through our beauty faves. Snacks. Not beauty faves. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of tiny, chunky segments for the rest of this episode. I'm very ready. Okay, great. You have a random question to ask me. Yeah. Alana Rama posted a video this week about Urban Decay. And mm-hmm. she said that it was prompted kind of from a Temptalia post who posted the question... What brand has disappointed you more and more over time? And she said, I think Temptalia said Urban Decay. And then uh, Alana Rama was doing a video on all Urban Decay products. Mm. And I was having to think to myself, what brand has disappointed me time and time again? And then I was like, I'll ask Alex this. And then I kind of knew my response. I have two. Mm -hmm. Definitely Tarte. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, what even happened to them after? It's because of the whole... Shape tape. Shape tape foundation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the first one that came to mind was probably Nars. Same! Which is really disappointing. Same! That was the loudest same ever. Oh my god, because Nars used to be my brand that I could use an entire, like, start to finish routine on. Yeah. And trust everything as well. And trust everything. Yeah. And I would say that there's multiple pillars that have disappointed me. One, selling in China 
after they previously didn't sell in China, therefore making them not cruelty-free. It's not like they were always stocked there. They made that conscious decision. Two, discontinuing or reformulating great products that they had. Yeah. Namely, their cream uh, blushes, which no one even knows existed because it was that long ago, but they're great cream blushes. They reformulated their velvet matte lip pencils to be much more silicone and much less long-wearing, the eye primer that was spoken about, and a number of other products. And thirdly, every new product they bring out doesn't really excite me. They haven't bought out... Oh, and they fucking reformulated Mumbo as well, Mumbo Eyeliner, (laughs) Mumbo number five. And... (laughs) Not actually number five. They... Yeah, no new launches have greatly excited me, and if they have been, largely they've been limited edition. I completely agree with you. NARS started to fall off my radar when they, around the time they repackaged everything, I think, and they brought out those dual intensity eyeshadows that were the pits. Mm-hmm. Who wanted to use them? That was so weird. They, you could use them wet or dry, but the formula was like they had already formed a seal over them before you yeah, got them. If you so it was like, you use... can use them wet. You're like, yeah, because you just pre-formed a seal over it before we got to them. Yeah, and also because we can't use it dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sure, we'll use this one wet because it has no pigment dry. Yeah. Yeah. A few disappointing things along the way. That being said, they have had some hits still. Of course. There's always the diamond in the rough, but they've just gone from being like 90% yes, yes, yes to like... People used to rush into store on the day that an ass product would drop because it was that exciting. But like now, more often than not, I see them listed in the sales section on Mecca because they're not selling out. Like, they're not selling out... They're going past their limited edition date, and then mm. they're getting shafted to the mecha sales that happen a couple of times a year because people aren't buying them. It's yep, a, it's sad. Yep, that's a good question. Uh, next, we want to hear about your your facial. You went to Liberty Bell this week. Yeah, I had the Hydra Sweep, Derma Sweep, Derma Sweep, Derma Sweep facial, Derma Sweep. I have mentioned multiple times that my brain is putty. I just wanted you to know that you said Derma. <laughs> You're a chwala. Um. <laughs> Have the schwammish weep. <laughs> it was good. I have thoughts. If you haven't listened to my thoughts already, they're last week's episode. You can skip back and then review our thoughts, compare, com- compare and contrast. I absolutely understand what you mean when you say that it was not a relaxing facial. It yeah. was more of a clinical facial. Yeah. And while I was having it done, I was thinking, like, could they not put elements of relaxing... They could have things in and then I was like but is that a bit disjointing like would I rather have a facial that's relaxing one time and have something that's a little bit more clinical grade another time probably because I don't know if I necessarily want like extractions and like more clinical stuff and then like 10 minutes of massage and then like a you know something else that like startles you awake so I didn't need the 10 minutes of massage but what I would have liked was the lights to be off Mm -hmm. or dimmed Okay. I would have liked music. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was my point too. I could, would have loved some music. Yeah. One of my major thoughts on it was, and I don't know if this is a COVID precaution or if this is a, a full-time this is thing. the gloves. We all know my canine sense of smell. I could smell the rubber gloves while the stuff was going on and I had very little facial massage and all, all that I did had was done through gloves. Yeah. So... It wasn't like a sp- I had, but I had all the products applied with gloves as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't a spa-like experience, but in saying that, it was a clinical facial. It yes. was like a clinic-like experience, and I think that's so fine. Yes. And the results I didn't really see until maybe 
two or three days later, mm. I touched my face yesterday and I was like, wow, it's smooth. Yeah. But I kind of didn't really see anything up to that point. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, was it worth it? But I do feel smooth. Also, it is relatively hard to find um, relaxing more woo-woo facialists that will do extractions. How many times have we said woo-woo in this episode? Take a shot. Yeah. Um, and they were extracting things that I didn't even know that I had. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. Like, I really appreciated that. I liked the red light. Um, the peel felt good. Yeah. I will say that I'll be really happy to go back and use... This was a complimentary one that we got gifted, but I have another one that... Um, Brenton gifted me, so it's paid for. I'm actually really excited, and what I might request when I go back is to say, who did me last time? Can I have someone different? Just to try it out. There was nothing wrong with my clinician at all, but I really like to go in and, like, chat product, and, like, I'm a skin nerd, and, like, I want a powwow. Mm. Her talk was very surface level with me, and it wasn't super detailed about the product. And while I did list on my chart that I had some concerns about sun damage... I didn't necessarily mention that I had concerns about pigmentation, mm. which she did mention multiple times that I could get treated. Oh, that's not very nice. And and I am particularly freckly at the moment it. because I've been in Queensland, but that's not a concern that I have. And that's, then that's like when that's uh, I don't know. I, for me, as a Mecca one hundred and one rule, yeah, you don't you don't address someone's blemishes and ask if you want them. You know, if you want your acne covered, yes. like, you would never say that. You just... Unless it's been brought up. Yes. And the other thing was I said, like, oh, yeah, I was going to get some laser on my cherry angiomas. And she was like, oh, yeah, I noticed those. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks. Well, they're on my chest. So you haven't seen them. So mm. what have you seen? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, in saying that, I was in the wrong building because they've got two buildings where they run it. Yeah. And the girl that took me over to the correct building had the most beautiful energy. She was like, oh, I'm heading over there anyway. Come with me. And she was so uplifting. Yeah. And I was like, I reckon if I'd had her or I'd had someone else, I would be raving about the facial just because she had like a real beautiful energy. Mm. And there was absolutely nothing wrong with the girl that I had by any means. But she was just like, um, it was the standard. It wasn't above and beyond service. Yeah. And we know that I'm an absolute Nazi when it comes to service. Yes, 100%. Um, So, yeah, I'll be interested to try with another clinician and see um, how I feel like how it goes. I would comment, when you said that you're a skin nerd and you like to talk skin nerd things, I found with the person that I had at the beginning when she was going through my questionnaire, she's like, have you had a dermosuite before? And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yes, I have once, but a really long time ago. And then we moved on. And I was like, oh... Just because I've had one before, I still would have appreciated you telling me about what, like, what the Dermasweep does and yes. how it works and, yeah. like, all that sort of stuff as well. So I yeah. think definitely a little bit of, like, if I had been, like, if she was, like, oh, did you want me to tell you about it? That would have been all that yeah. I needed to. Have said yes or no. I could have said yes or no. But yeah. instead I didn't get the choice. And then I was, like, oh, I really would have liked to have known a few more things. And, like, what acids are in the peel and, yes. like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to know. Absolutely same thing. So, yeah. um... For people that aren't as nerdy as us, you oh, will have love it. zero issues. And for people that are as nerdy as us, ask more questions. I will be next time. Also, if you have skin uh, congestion concerns, this will be a good facial for you and will probably give you more of a significant result than it would for someone like us who d- we don't have huge congestion or acne issues, I what would I, say. What I did like was because I have quite dry skin and like tight pores, extractions can be kind of hard for me to do. 
yeah. uh, hard for people to do on me. And often they need to steam the shit out of my face. But what she did was she just lanced them all with a tiny needle. Oh, did she? I was getting lanced. Oh, yes. She asked, is that okay? That. And I was like, I think she must have needed to because a lot of my pimples, they're not papules. Mm. They are literally just like a skin-coloured raised dot with yeah. like nothing really in them and they're impossible for me to get. So I love that she got all of those things that I was like... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That is good. And she told me, oh, there was a really big one there. It must have been there for a while. And I was <sighs> like, again, I have no idea what you're talking about. Thank you so much for... Like, thank God I'm not fucking fragile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I would recommend it, particularly if you are congested, because it would yeah. be ripper to go in and have all of those. Oh, you'd just... feel so clean afterwards. You'd feel so clean. Cool. All right. Let's move on to our product trial. Yes. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. <laughs> this week, we were very excited to both get our hands on the Vive blush. In the Pesca. In the shade Pesca. It is the Sunset Blush. Sorry, there are so many pop-ups on Vive's website that I couldn't actually remove the pop-ups oh. because they were blocking each other. Yeah. So, it's a satin blush. She's brought it out in five shades. We did talk about it when it launched. Yeah. It was £23, which works out to be, what, 38 to $41, I would say. What do we pay for shipping? Well, we did a massive order and it was fine. We shipping was free from Cop, Cop Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> we spent $7,000, which we did. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, tell me what you thought about it. I opened the colour and I was like, yep, I love it. <laughs> it's, it is oranger than... Way oranger. So I thought it was going to be almost identical to my ginger and dim infusion from Hourglass and Laura Mercier. Mm, right. Less peachy. Yeah. Mm. It had less pink than those shades do. Yeah. It was also brighter and had more pigment than those. She mentioned they were buildable. Probably the only flaw that I could say about them is I find them not that buildable. I find that you can put too much of it on. Oh, really? Not too much of it, but I think it's because I'm so used to those ones being really they're pale. Soft, yeah. Like, not only are they a sheer formula, but they're a really pale formula. So it's like, I need to build it on my level of skin tone for it to actually show up. Mm. Whereas this one's brighter, so it probably could work up to a tan skin tone. Yeah. Whereas the other ones, it's like, you got to be light medium. Yeah. Um, satin, I thought it was interesting because when you look at it, it's relatively shimmery, but the shimmer doesn't show up. It's like a Nars Laguna bronzer situation where it's like, probably just to help it blend. Yeah. And wearability, my blush is renowned for fading or going patchy. It's not faded at all. It doesn't fade. It it lasts really well. 
I did also use um, a setting spray today, but I, I tried it on a day where I literally just had a tiny bit of concealer and like put it over my sunscreen. So like it could have gone blotchy and shit and it still lasted well. And I've worn it twice like mm. on a full face and it lasted really well. It's a beautiful blush, especially the one thing I would say, two things I would say. First of all, I did find I had to switch out my bronzer. On my complexion, the bronzer was a little bit too warm and orange toned to pair with the blush. Uh-huh. I kind of felt that I looked like... That was very loud. That was my inside fart. You know when oh, it farts on the inside? Mate, my life is inside oh farts. Oh, God. It's like literally farting like above my and rectum inside Yeah, me. and it sounds like I'm farting, but I'm... Yeah, but it's on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for me just explaining an inside fart ten times. <laughs> yeah, where is it? On above my rectum on the inside. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I just felt that it was a little bit too warm for me to go like hourglass bronzer on the eyes, hourglass bronzer on the cheeks, hourglass radiant light all over my face yeah, and yeah. this blush. Like, I just looked a bit like... Yeah, you know, interesting. Like an orange wash. That's what I've got on today. Do I look orange? <laughs> no, you okay. don't at all, but I did. Yeah. And Fair. the other thing is that I wanted to discuss is the packaging. Yeah. Because... You had cardboard concerns. Everyone knows I've had gripes about Veep's packaging since yeah. it arrived. It is a cardboard box. Yeah. But it's got a slight dappling, like it's a leather, a faux leather. It's like a, almost like a croc leather. Not quite a croc, not as large as a croc. I would call it more of a, like a, not a saffiano. Oh, I don't it's even know. It's a like pebble. Means. It's a small pebble. It's a pebbled leather. leather. It's like what you would like to buy your handbags in because it, it doesn't scratch as much. Correct. And the hardware is a gold. Yeah. I don't love the packaging a lot. I would mm. really prefer for it to have been in something a little bit more luxe feeling. Mm. But the blush is beautiful and I'll allow it. Also, I'm maybe she did it to avoid it. plastic. Oh, well, if she did, then she should have not put the plastic cover on the inside. Yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you like the colour. What, what bronzer did you switch colour. it for? Like a Laguna or something? My Urban Decay Beach, beach bronzer. bronzer. Yeah. Nice. The... Colour itself, I was a little bit terrified of. I'm a blush hater. Through oh, I forget through. about that. Yeah, I really don't like a blush. I literally force her to wear so much blush on her wedding day. She she actually did. She went in with so many blushes and I was like, please stop putting my blush on. She was like, it's going to disappear by the time you walk down the aisle. And I was like, my blush. Please, please can't let it disappear before I watch other one. The other thing I want to say about it is it's got the most beautiful sheen. Mm. My cheekbones looked like they were glowing this week. I loved it. Just the the high points of my cheek I just felt like it was yeah a lovely radiant blush yeah yep. that isn't offensively glittery in any way shape or form yeah. absolutely stunning very very happy with the formula absolutely stunning great job Jamie great job Jamie great job Vive have you bought her lip pencils I did buy the lip pencil can we talk about it yeah yeah absolutely I only bought one shade I bought Brat, Brat I think yeah uh, a little right. bit more of a I just get it you're calling me a brat yeah good a little bit more of a red nude tone oh, yes. than I'm used to, but I quite liked it. But Ooh. it did make me look a bit granny, sophisticated. Oh, yes. Mm. Like flight attendant? A little bit. Yes. A little bit like, um, you know, out for dinner at a nice restaurant. Yes. I put my lippy on. Yes. But I've not put a lippy on that will get ruined by dinner. Mm. Anyway, the formulation, absolutely mm. stunning. Really nice formula. Is it similar to either the Charlotte Tilbury or the Makeup Forever? I would say it's more similar to Charlotte Tilbury. Okay. It's not as waxy as Makeup Forever. Yeah, but so more long-lasting. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Really nice. Very pigmented as well. Yeah. Yeah, good, good lip pencil. And I, unlike the blush packaging, really liked the lip pencil good. packaging because it's got a nice soft matte about mm -hmm. it. It's not um, 
not that rubberized feeling, but it's yeah. just a soft matte pencil. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I would have bought one of those for sure if there was any colours that I liked, but they were all too not, nude or too brown. Yeah. Or... yeah. Not quite right. Yeah. Hmm. NQR. Lovely. Okay. I need you to shut your eyes and put these headphones in. This is our new okay. segment. It's called Secret, Secret Sounds. Secret Skincare Sounds. Yeah. We, we could call it Secret Sounds. Yeah. The premise of the segment is... <laughs> I've, got it, I've got Lisa shutting her eyes. Hang on. The, you know where you lose where you are in space? I've already lost it. <laughs> the purpose of the segment and the fun of the segment is that I will make a noise on the microphone of a product and you have to work out whether you can work out which product this is. Lisa's also going to play and we'll bleep out what her guesses are and then we'll tell you next week what it is. Oh, that's funny. Oh, fuck. I've got to fucking bleep it out. I've got to bleep out all those fucks today. <laughs> I've got to. We don't bleep out fucks. <sighs> Oh, I can hardly hear it. Okay. Sorry. Oh. Are you twisting? Are you slow? I can tell you that I'm, I am twisting. Oh, you are twisting. Something that's got a locking mechanism. Mm-hmm. What do I have with a lock? Is it good? Uh, and a glass jar. locks. Well, I can't tell you. We'll find out next week. Okay. You can open Do I have to wait? What could it be? We'll never know. I proud of myself. I did have a relatively small window of, like, knowing what it is and that it has to be in my house. It does have to be in your house. Well, maybe my house. Yeah, I can yeah, bring, you can bring one. Too. But, like, fairly, fairly broad um, selection up there. Fun. Well, listeners, dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed that little tinkle. Let us know what product you think it is. And we can post it and then people can answer it in the box. Yes. Slide into our DMs, jump in the question box and tell us what you think our secret skincare sound is this week. And we'll tell you next week. I love it. There's no prize. It's just instant gratification of your own skills. Dang. These products are so good. What's the deal? What's your beauty fave? My beauty fave this week is the Eve Lom Rescue Mask. Ah. Yeah. Got it in my birthday haul. Talked about it in December. Did a big order from Mecca because I got a voucher from the work girls. Eve Long Rescue Mask. What an unsung hero of the mask world. It's the best mask ever. It's got sulfur in it, so it's very nice for drying down blemishes. I have had a couple of, like, larger cysty spots Mm -hmm. in the last week or so, and I've just been, like, popping it on there as a spot treatment, and I also used it as a mask. I just love that I think it's it must be the honey, but something about it is hydrating. And it doesn't dry out my face to the point where, like, when you put a regular clay mask yeah. on, you just feel like you're a stone. It didn't yeah. make me feel that way. Yeah. And I love it. So and that's coming. Yes. That's my beauty fave. What's yours? <gasps> of course. Mine is the My Kit Co. Brush Buddy. It is the large brush buddy. For the one, potentially two, makeup artist listeners that we have that listen to this. Oh, or anyone with a big brush collection yes. that you like to travel with. Yes. Um, so there is a small size of this. This is game-changing. It is like a tall Perspex box. It looks like a backpack almost. Yeah, with acrylic dividers in it. So you can divide it into six sections. So I have blending brushes, concealery brushes, eye detailer brushes, and then like uh, small powder brushes, like larger powder brushes, whatnot. Yeah. You could also, as my dear friend Ash Fenton did, she does a full face for each client if she's got six clients to do. Oh, genius. Yeah, or you can have, like, a full face, you know, five clients and then an empty one for dirty brushes or whatever. That's so smart. Yeah. The best thing about it is that my brush roll 
was so full. Things mm. would fly out of it all the time. Things would get crushed. I'd have to fold it in half to get it in my kit. And then sometimes all of the bristles of the brushes would be crooked. And it was just a fucking nightmare. I can fit my whole brush roll plus more in wow. this. And it doesn't take up any more space. Yeah. And they've done it so that even if you... T- I don't want to tip it fully upside down. But you can probably you can have it tip on the side... And because the acrylic top comes close to the top, they're not all going to spill into every other section. That is very satisfying. Well thought out. Yeah. All the things from my kit co are really well thought out. I have a little four bag, like, it's like four pencil cases joined together and it folds into like a little folder. Mm, And when I open it out, I've got lip pencils, eyebrow pencils, eyeliners, and then chubby lip pencils. So they're all separated. So good. I did a bit of a kit rejig this week and re repotted and downsized everything and it means that now this is the only thing I need to carry. I used to have to carry a separate bag so Mm. that I could put my brush roll in which would end up flying everywhere and other bits in it. Now everything fits in and this has a strap strap, which you can put crossbody around your shoulder. So good. So you could even wear it if you were like doing an on set job. Yes, it's like a set bag. You could wear it on your shoulder and you know, whip out your brushes rather than having them in those awkward brush belts. Yeah. Like it's in a full thing. You could even have in this, like, one section for your brushes on set, one for your dirty brushes on set, one, one for, for lip, lip pencils, pencils. concealers, mm-hmm. just, like, touch-up bag. This could be, like, take it to a wedding and that's your touch-up bag. So good. you got to stop touching it. Speaking of touch-up because it's very crinkly. It's very crinkly. Anyway, it's awesome. And there is, as I mentioned, a smaller size. So if you're just someone that wears a lot of makeup and travels a lot or whatever, be a perfect way to travel with your brushes because mm. traveling with them in a makeup bag or flat, it's just never a good time. No, and also this has got the added benefit of wash your brushes a little bit too late the night before, before you're going to see a client the next day, have to put them into your brush roll a little bit damp. This One, will dry them out. that would never happen to me. No. Two, the best part is that this... So it zips out like that, and then this bit just Velcros. But then it has an elastic bit here so that you can, of course, it's sort of everything, so that you can have that flap completely open. So theoretically, once your brushes were relatively dry, you could leave it open like that for them to dry. They'd all be packed in the morning. You just flap that down, and boom. Ah, uh, my organisational muscle is tingling. Yes. This is great. I really like it. I'm very happy for you, and it makes me want to be a freelancer again so that I can do that. that I'm having great. such <laughs> kid joy. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's your non-beauty fave? My non-beauty fave this week is Superstore. Oh, yay! A lot of people have messaged either being like, duh, best show ever, or like, hate it. Oh, no. Oh. Or like, thanks, best show ever. Well, I've talked to a few people about it this week who were like, hate it. It's absolutely silly. And Maybe I only like, watched like the first three episodes, which are stupid and silly. It gets more complex and beautiful. But also... Part of uh, the joy in it is that it is a bit silly and that they kind of, they, even though a lot of it is like politically correct, they take it to the next level to purposely make it silly to kind of be like, we're going over the top with this, but there's still, you know, if they're trying to teach you a lesson, it's like, you're still there, you're still absorbing the lesson. Like, anyway. I think the way they're doing it right, it's like how The Office is funny, but you couldn't make The Office in 2020. Yeah. Because it's so politically incorrect. Yes. And so, yeah, there's going to have to be an element of silliness because they're abiding by, like, respectful views on, like, gender and race. <laughs> but, like, how dare they? I know. How very dare they? And so you can't take it to the point where it's like, oh, my God, that's so inappropriate that it's funny. It's like a, oh, ha-ha, that's funny. Yes. Yeah. 
Anyway, very good. What's your non-beauty fave? My non-beauty fave is The Sorry Girls on YouTube. Oh. Speaking of 10-year anniversaries, they've been on YouTube for 10 years. I've they never are, heard of them. Me either. They <laughs> are DIY and reno queens. Oh. And they've got so many videos. Australian? Canadian. Interesting. And they say, like, sorry, girl. Sorry. You know how Canadians just, one, say sorry, sorry a lot sorry. and two, say it funny? Mm. Anyway. Love their little accents. Mm -hmm. They do great, like, reno and DIY videos, which I have been searching the internet for, and they didn't come up when I was searching, like, reno videos. Mm. I saw someone recommend them on, like, a Facebook group or something. I just really like them. Very easy to consume. Nice, long videos. It's, like, like literally that. the only content I've had on in the background. And I will say, I'm still smashing through the Recipe Club podcasts, and... I'm literally walking the dogs like four times a day. One, because I have two dogs now. Mm. But I really enjoy going on my walk and listening to my recipe club. Ooh. Okay, maybe I'll get into it. I need some more consumable content. I'm finding that driving to work an hour each way each day, I'm really running through podcast content very quickly. Yep. Just took it to my veins! Okay, what's your snack? It's a savoury snack. Oh, finally! Yeah, not to say I haven't eaten many, many consumable sweets, but my favourite snack this week yeah. is the CC's Tex-Mex. I'm truly flabbergasted. Why did you buy these? I didn't. Brenton bought them. Okay. And I was having a one of those days where I ate anything and everything to the point that at the end you feel like... You can already feel the constipation coming on because you've eaten so many weird items. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed these. They taste like the cheesiness of a CC with like a slight, not spicy, but like cumin-y vibe. Do Delicious. They, do they have onion and garlic powder in them? Probably. Okay, cool. Just yeah. checking. Cause Definitely. Because nothing like they I were nice. I don't know if I can rely on your FODMAP suggestions any longer because none of them are. No, but I have a really good one probably coming next week Ooh. that is a savoury umami FODMAP friendly snack. I know what it's going to be, but yeah. great. I'm very excited to hear yeah. about it. Cool. What's yours? My snack this week. Did I talk about this last week? I don't know. You haven't said it yet. The fairy floss grapes. So, everybody, PSA, I don't know how much longer these are going to be in Woolworth stores for because they're probably a seasonal variety of grape. They come in the deli sec no, in the fruit deli section, which is the section of the fruit store part of Woolworths, where the strawberries and the berries sit in the end cap usually. Yeah. That's where you'll find these grapes. Or you'll also find them potentially where the regular grapes sit near the lemons. Thank God you've explained this to me. No, us. because I went to two Woolworth stores and they were in entirely different places and I had a minor freak and I had to go up to the man at Woolworths and be like, excuse me, sir, do you sell the fairy floss grapes? And he was like, mm -hmm. yes, ma'am, come with so me. So they were in a different section to the normal grapes? Yes. They oh, were in okay. a different section. To the I was first like... Woolworths, normal grape section near yeah. the lemons sec and, the, and the kiwis. Second... Woolworths. End cap. End cap with the berries. Yeah. I would say that you often find grapes in both of those locations, and it is just really, like, you've you got mix. to check, right? Yes. Yeah. Have to check. Anyway, these grapes taste identical to fairy floss. Every mouthful is a delight. They taste like fairy floss super dupers in grape format. Fuck, they're delicious. I have consumed three punnets of them in the last two weeks. I have known about these for a very long time, and every season I miss them because I'm not passionately searching for them. Passionately because search before they go. I don't like fairy floss. D you don't understand. Until you eat these grapes, you will like fairy floss. You don't like fairy floss in concept because it's just sh spun sugar on a stick. Yeah, and it you gives will... you that... Yeah, the grapes don't do that because they're grapes. 
Anyway, Adrian loves them. The people at work love them. Everybody loves them. Okay. I will recommend that you don't freeze them. I don't know. Ooh, I don't... What is with the thing about freezing grapes? They go brown, like, the second they thaw. They're brown before they've finished thawing in your mouth. Perfect. I hate grape free. Oh, you're a grape freezer? No, no, no. I wanted to say they Fuck go it. brown faster, I reckon, than regular grapes. I don't like that shit. One bit. No, no I don't either. Anyway, get the grapes in your gob and enjoy them. Okay. They're a delight. That's a very emphatic end to this podcast, and now I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> get the grapes in your gob. That's the podcast. Uh, let me edit this immediately and get this up. Great. And don't forget to tell us what you thought that the secrets can kiss out was. Yes. And if there's anything else that you want us to talk about next week, just let us know that too. Mm-hmm. I hope you have a fabulous day, everyone, and a good week. Have a nice short week. Lovely. Bye. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.